Hello, James and I are back. It is past midnight. It's like only six minutes past midnight, though, so we're doing pretty good. (laughs) We're going to go to bed after this. So we're going to read John 21.9, but before we read it, we're going to give some quick background. So James and I were, I think it was the YSA ward, and we were talking with this guy who was like, pretty sure he was like the in the stake presidency when we were both growing up and he's like still in the stake presidency somehow or he's like bounced around or something and he's like let me just pull out a scripture for you and he's like it's in john 21 and we're both like oh because <laughs> john 21 is Don't like go fishing, brother. <laughs> john 21 is like where jesus like sees his disciples like after you know after everything has happened and they're like go back to fishing like well i'm gonna go fishing and then jesus like appears on the you know on the beach because he's like resurrected and stuff and and uh he actually surprised us this guy really i mean i had such high respect for this guy already so i was just kind of like i know he's not gonna do that but i was still bracing myself for it like oh no (laughs) you cannot do that you cannot you cannot go back to that life or i don't know what he's gonna say but he pulled out this amazing scripture and this is like a very good example of like the spirit just like really bringing new light to a verse so it's uh we'll have james read it it's verse nine and it says as soon as uh, sorry as soon then as they were come to land they saw fire of coals there and fish laid thereon and bread yeah so basically what happened is jesus is like hey bring the fish that you've brought in. And when they go to bring the fish to Jesus, Jesus already has fish and he has bread and he has a fire. Got a nice camp. He's got a nice setup already. And this good brother was like, Hey, you guys are both returned missionaries. You're both doing what you can. And maybe you're bumming out a little bit, but the Lord has a fire. The Lord always has a fire. The Lord has like a fire. <laughs> You know, he has things set up. Like, you don't have to worry about that. And he said, look for those fires. Look for the fires. Look for the fires. Look for those things that catch your eye, that you're like, hey, that's something that I can do. That's a place where I can help, where I can add something, where I can do something to help. Yeah, that's a place where I can can add my five barley loaves and two fishes and stuff. Yeah, I think it's just really important. I mean, it just makes you think about the mission. I was very excited and thankful to go in a place where there's a lot of like tender mercies that have been prepared for a long time. And it makes me think of this verse in Alma 55 or 55. I mean, it's not 55, but basically says that it was talking about wine. But one day I read this and it completely changed my perspective when instead of wine, you read tender mercy. And it just talks about how the wine had been prepared in its strength. It makes you think of like the tender mercy had been prepared in its strength. And that's all of us. We're all tender mercies being prepared for somebody else down the road. I, I think about this, you know, like one of my cousins, one of their kids might need a ride from college or something. And I'm going to be in a better, much better state of mind and whatever than I am right now. And I'll be able to be like, yes, I can do that or whatever, you know, it'll just be a different season of life. And so we're all being prepared for all those mercies and all those experiences and all those stories that we'll tell. All those stories we'll tell, you know, just like, oh yeah, I went through something like that. I failed accounting and I did that and I messed up at that. And you just get to learn and empathize with people better. And yeah, it just makes you think of like, we 
can't understand everything. But when we follow the disciples' example and just go to that fire, then we'll see, oh, wow, he's already got everything prepared. And it kind of reminds me of times on like scout camp and camping trips where you wake up and everybody's like making breakfast and stuff like that. And so there's activity going on. There's things happening and you just have to go to the place of the fire. Yeah. It reminds me of um, when it says in the scriptures, take no thought beforehand what you should say, but treasure up in your minds, continue the words, the eternal, like the words of eternal life. And it's going to be given you in that very hour, in that very moment, that portion that's going to be meted unto every man. And Jesus Christ says, like, to the apostles when they're leaving on this mission two by two, he's like, don't take script, don't take your coat, like, have, like, don't have two jackets, like, I'm going to provide for you. Like, the birds, I provide for them, like, I provide the dew on the grass, and I'm going to provide for you. And God provides, and he prepares a way for us, just like with what Don was talking about. He prepares us, and he prepares a way for us. Well, it's funny because I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. I was like, he's not doing that. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, he is providing it right now with our parents working and breaking their backs, really. I mean, they are, I mean, I think they do enjoy their jobs, but they all are, they are both putting in a lot of work and labor just to, so we can have the quality of life that we have. And it's a pretty humbling thing, especially like we're both like working on our podcasts and stuff, which is cool and applying for some jobs here and there, but other than that, you know, we're kind of just, you know, chilling and laying off of the land and chilling off of the spoils and stuff. But it does make me think because we don't know what could be happening the next, you know, month or so, you know, and what mercies the Lord's already prepared, what friends he's already prepared. Like, that's one of the coolest things I love about the Lord is that that's what he does. He raises up friends like long time beforehand. And that's where it gets really mind-blowing. Like, I think of, like, one of my missionary companions, Aaron Denny, just think of, like, experiences that he had to prepare him to be an empathetic missionary. So when he met me and I had certain struggles and stuff, he's able to empathize and lift me and I was able to lift him. And it's just really neat to think about it that way. It's really reassuring and it helps testify of all the good that God is doing in our lives, even if we don't see it right now. Yeah, and, like, I see it as... Um, there's like this uh, analogy they related it to like a loom I think and if you look at the back of someone that's working on like a loom what they're working on kind of just looks like junk because you see the back of all the threads basically and they can like God Heavenly Father he can see what the image is on the front we're just looking on the back and we're like what what the heck are you doing there like why are you putting in those black threads? <laughs> Please stop. But it's like those black threads, those like negative times or painful times are providing beautiful contrast for that picture and a beautiful um, lesson and edification of us and helping us to become better people and become stronger people that we can truly be a strength to others and come to know ourselves better. Something that Down was talking about how God already knows everything about us and this life is it's to prove them now here with it's really not to prove it to God like he knows that we can do it it's to prove it to ourselves to show ourselves that we can do it and to believe that we can do it even when times are hard and even when it may take some coping or 
working with people or asking for help. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, I think that's really good. I really like that scripture you brought up, the Abraham 3, one about, like, prove me now herewith. Yeah. Or, like, uh, we'll prove them if they will see what they'll do kind of thing. It, it's a very humbling concept to to think about and I was just thinking about the importance of something I talked about a little bit ago about making sure Christ is in the conversation and making sure that we give him some space and I think that's where like going to the temple or church or having a general conference talk or scriptures I mean those allow him to intrude and be in the conversation and kind of slip in like a, a thief in the night kind of thing where we don't really expect this help to come, but we've been seeking him so long and then something does end up happening and it's not a it's not a coincidence. The Lord is a God of love and does things by design and he has he has fires, dude. He's got fires going. <laughs> and sometimes God works in mysterious ways. Like I think about those disciples that were walking on the path um, after Christ's death and he comes back um, and walks with them and talks with them and they're just like enjoying time talking to this person and they don't realize that it's God until he's gone and um, until he's left and they're like wow like that was an amazing experience Um, and I think that can happen for us a lot in our lives Um, especially when I look back on my mission I realized there was a lot of times I was able to walk with God beside me and that stronger and I I didn't notice it as much then but now I notice that difference that it made in my life and strive to work towards that yeah it's I don't know there's that interesting quote about little did they know they had entertained angels unawares or something like that like how we are We don't really know what's going on a lot of the time, but we just kind of do good things and good things happen. And the Lord is in the details of things. And I think of that one scripture in Mosiah 13, and this is one that came really prominently to me like a couple years ago, but I finally started recognizing it more and more and understanding it where Abinadi, you know, he's tied up, he's... He's in a state of, I can't really do a ton here, but I get to preach and I'm doing what I need to do and preaching to these people to repent and everything. But he says, whatever you do to me is going to be a type of what's to come. And so when they burned Abinadi, Abinadi ended up saying, hey, King Noah, (laughs) you're going to burn like I'm burning right now. And King Noah obviously didn't believe him, but it sort of makes me think of that like, we need to treat the things that Christ gives us well so they can work out for us and be for our benefit, not biting the hands that feed up that feeds us and not yeah, just not overlooking or underlooking any of the things that he does in our lives. Yeah, and it's treating people with kindness and um having courage to be yourself and allowing others the ability to do so as well because a lot of these people that we meet like they can be a huge strength and like bolster us up and help us a ton like more than we know but a lot of times we got to be humble and accept that 
they can help us and strengthen us. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I think that's a good place to end. I don't really have anything else to add to that except that the Lord has fires. He has so many different, you know, people that have fiery testimonies or people that have fiery love and things like that that are going to uplift and help you out, you know, just trusting his path and trusting those promptings that he gives it you, even if it doesn't make much sense, that's going to lead to his fire again and again. Yeah. And I think one of the things that is so powerful with the fire is it can be a light. It can be a beacon. It can be a warmth. And like, when I think about fire, I think about my times camping, it being a warmth and being able to be comforted and find peace in that fire and be able to find clarity as well. And just being able to have peace. And like we talked about in the last podcast about standing still and being still and having that peace and sitting with God at that fire and living in that moment. Yeah, I think it was two podcast episodes ago now, but because I uploaded one just now. But yeah, like being at peace in the fire, man, that's a whole other ball game for sure. Of just like, yeah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego having peace in the fire, being willing to go into the fire. That's a whole other episode. And then you have King Noah, you know, and Abinadi. The same thing could have happened to Abinadi. They could have tried to put him to death and then... He just like, <laughs> but that didn't happen. You know, the Lord, you know, he sealed the testimony of his death. And so, oh, you know, Ben and I did. And yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting to think about that. But yeah, trust the Lord's fire. Trust the still small voice he sends. And when you kind of feel that you're walking with someone and you feel like he's walking with you, then enjoy that experience enjoy when you recognize the savior is walking with you in that way and yeah just continue to give thanks to heavenly father and that helps those experiences happen more abundantly i found and yeah you just gotta get out there so we'll just leave it at that but thank you for listening and you can check out james's links in the show notes and you'll check out the other stuff in the show notes too and shout out to that guy who gave us this scripture and didn't chew us out because he totally could have. <laughs> and uh, remember the flux of gold you pick up today will shine for you today, tomorrow, and forever.